The match, however, would be quite uneventful because Jesus would knock the devil and rejection out with just three words. It is finished. Hello and welcome to episode 22 in our series, In the Heart of God. This is Stephanie Wright. Today we will be revisiting a topic that we have discussed before, entitled Overcoming Rejection, because it is in the heart of God for us to overcome rejection. Jesus wants us to live a life of abundance, John 10.10, Part B. Let's start with the obvious question. What is rejection? Everyone has experienced rejection in one form or another. Simply stated, rejection happens when a person wants something from someone or wants something to happen, and they are told no. The synonyms for the word rejection are many. Rebuffed, spurned, abandoned, forsaken, deserted, shut out, excluded, shunned, ostracized, cold-shouldered, ignored, snubbed, and the list goes on. I almost start laughing at all the ways the word rejected can be described, but it really is not a funny matter. Rejection can be devastating for some people, and the fear of rejection can be paralyzing because it can scare you into believing if you were rejected once, you will be rejected again. So why even try? But where do we begin this topic of rejection? Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. It is believed that Jesus was quoting from Isaiah 14, verse 12. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? Isaiah 14, verses 13 through 15. It goes on to say, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Yes, rejection began in heaven with Lucifer, the morning star, whose name was changed to Satan, adversary. He said he wanted to lift himself up above God. And of course, we know that wasn't going to happen. So, Lucifer was the first to reject God through rebellion. He was kicked out of heaven lightning fast, but the evil of rejection came with him to earth. Fear came with him too. Fear was the first emotion Adam and Eve experienced after they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam said, after God called him, I heard your voice and I was afraid. Genesis 3 verse 10. And lest there be any confusion about it, when Eve ate the forbidden fruit, Adam was standing right there. Genesis 3 verse 6 says, She, Eve, took of the fruit and did eat and gave also to her husband with her. So, do you see the pattern here? Satan is cast out of heaven. 
his perfect home, to earth for rejecting God. He convinces Eve first, then Adam follows, to reject what God said. You will die if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then Adam and Eve are kicked out of their perfect home, the Garden of Eden. But he was assigned to an eternity of torment because Satan, the adversary, could not be redeemed. Revelation 20, verses 7 through 10. The evil that came with him was rejection, because he rejected God. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, the serpent was subtle, that is, crafty and cunning. He used his subtlety to do to Adam and Eve what was done to him. But the story ends poorly for Satan because he cannot be redeemed back to his heavenly home while Adam and Eve are given a Redeemer, Jesus Christ, to restore them back to God in heaven. I have said before that although these Bible accounts occurred thousands of years ago, some things never change. Rejection led to a war in heaven between Lucifer and his angels and God and his angels, and we are still in a spiritual warfare today. Rejection was a tool Satan used to pit people against people thousands of years ago, and he is still using it today. But rejoice, because next to love we are closest to God when we experience rejection, because as we see, rejection was the first attack God experienced from his own creation. We should remember that when we are experiencing rejection or the fear of rejection. We have something in common with Almighty God. While that should give us some comfort, we still need to know how to handle rejection. Is there an antidote for rejection? First of all, what is an antidote? If you are poisoned, you are given something to counteract the effects of the poison in your system. So, when you have the poison of rejection trying to take over your emotions, your mind, your very existence, you need an antidote to counteract the process. What did God do when he was rejected? He forgave mankind for rejecting him. Yes, I know, we say it was Adam and Eve who rejected God, not us. But if we are honest, we know if we had been in the Garden of Eden, we would have rejected him too. So God forgave them because of his love. He sent his son, and the son came willingly to give his life for our rejecting the father. Finally, praise is the last ingredient to wipe out the ravages of rejection. Let's face it. It's difficult to love and forgive somebody who has rejected you, but giving God praise is like a salve on the sore of rejection. Praise is the balm of Gilead. Jeremiah 8 verse 22 is a poetic reference to the balm of Gilead as a plea for healing. Also, Praise is what God created us to do in the beginning. That is what Adam and Eve were supposed to do. Give God praise. Revelation 4 verse 11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. 
Also, Lucifer was supposed to be a chief musician and worship leader. While there are arguments for and against this, supporters point to Ezekiel 28 verse 13, which reads, The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes, speaking of Lucifer, was prepared for you on the day you were created. So if he was the chief musician and worship leader, God lost his chief celestial praiser and his earthly praisers, that being Adam and Eve. That is why I believe praise is so important to God in the midst of rejection. Praise restores heaven and earth back to where it was intended to be in the first place. God loves praise so much that he inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm 22 verse 3. So if we are to overcome and conquer rejection and the fear attendant with it, we need to forgive, love, and praise. In order to do that, you need to know the greatest one to conquer rejection. Of course, that greatest one is Jesus Christ. As I was preparing this section, I thought about an announcer at a wrestling match introducing the two contenders. Jesus Christ in the corner to the right and Satan in the corner to the left. All the people in the arena in need of victory over the fear of rejection are crying out for Jesus to be the winner. And of course, the demonic forces who were proponents of fear and rejection were rooting for the devil and rejection. The match, however, would be quite uneventful because Jesus would knock the devil and rejection out with just three words. It is finished. John chapter 19 verse 30. Yes, the fight between Jesus and the fear of rejection was over before it had begun. Jesus defeated rejection for us at the cross. By the time he got to the cross, it would be an understatement to say he was an expert at defeating rejection. Think about the number of times Jesus was rejected. He was rejected even before he was born because there was no room for the king of kings in the inn. So he slept with the animals. Luke chapter 2 verse 7. He was rejected even before he was born because there was no room for the king of kings in the inn. So he slept with the animals. He was rejected by those in his own hometown. They took offense at him, scoffing at him, looking down on him as just a carpenter, no different from the townspeople. He was almost stoned to death after teaching from Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2 in the synagogue when he told them the scripture was now fulfilled in him. When they heard this, all the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. He was deserted by his disciples, those who said they loved him, mocked by soldiers with a crown of thorns dug into his head, beaten in his face until he was unrecognizable, beard pulled out, spat upon, his flesh ripped from his body with a cat of nine tails. He was hung on a cross like a common criminal. 
naked for the whole world to see. And, of course, he was rejected by his own people who called for him to be crucified. This man who performed miracles, healed the sick, raised the dead, opened the blind eyes, came to his own, and his own received him not. Is there any greater rejection than from those who are supposed to love you? Everyone has suffered some type of rejection in their life. But is the rejection we have suffered really anything to be compared to Christ's suffering? We are going to be rejected. We are going to suffer. But we are reminded that if we are going to reign with him, we must suffer with him. And rejection is a form of suffering. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 12 also says, If we deny him, he will deny us. To me, that says we must accept and go through rejection without whining and without putting it all over social media for the world to see. One other thing we should not overlook. Some of the rejection we experience we bring on ourselves, but Christ did nothing to deserve the rejection he experienced. So rejection was defeated at the cross. We should remember that we are not only soldiers who suffer in battle, but we are servants. Our rejection should be a testimony to encourage and strengthen someone else who is going through the suffering of rejection. Furthermore, don't forget, we have a great big reward when this war is over, a new heavenly home and eternity with God. Romans 8 verse 18 reminds us that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory of which shall be revealed in us. We will close this episode with my personal testimony of rejection. In my lifetime, I have experienced rejection many times, many times and on many levels and from many people, even those who said they loved me. But you know what? I have also rejected others. And for this, I am sorry. This study has made me realize I do not want to be in league with the devil. That is what we do when we reject others. We play right into the game Satan pulled when he rejected God and when he led Adam and Eve to reject God. Make up your mind that you will be more sensitive to others and not reject them when it is in your power to do so. All rejection is not bad. Some rejection is necessary, but rejection that is mean-spirited with the intent to hurt others is demonic. And I will say it again, it comes right out of the devil's playbook in trying to destroy others. John 10.10 says, The thief, Satan, comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Let's be life-givers by refusing to hurt others with Satan's tool of rejection. Okay, so here is my rejection story. How do you respond to rejection? Well, this is how I responded in one instance where I was overlooked for promotion. I was cool. Of course, I had someone who was kind enough to let me know in advance of the announcement that I did not get the promotion. The person who had the power to give me the promotion went out of his way to find someone other than me for this newly created position for which I had more than 18 years experience. 
No one in the office applied for the job either because they knew it should have been mine, or they just weren't interested. I preferred to believe it was the former reason. But the person who denied me the promotion eventually lost his job. A big shakeup in the system developed, and he had to reapply to keep his job. He had more experience than the person who applied to replace him. Nevertheless, the less experienced person was chosen. To add insult to injury, he was given a moment's notice to clean out his office and hit the road. He was gone. I was still there, and I was glad I didn't act a fool when I was not selected for that position. I was also glad the person they chose instead of me became a good friend. I helped her whenever she needed me. Prayer made the difference for me. In fact, I was given a personal assurance from the Lord that it was all going to be just fine. But that's another story for another time. The bottom line, my God vindicated me. When you are faced with rejection, you need to be prayed up, fasted up, worded up in your Bible. You need to be walking with God. Even if you aren't doing the aforementioned things, try to remember to not act the fool. That is what the devil wants you to do. Trust me, if someone is digging a ditch for you, it won't work. That's their ditch unless you decide you just want to go jump in it. Please don't do that. Give God time and most of all, give yourself time to see God work things out for you. So our prayer for you is that you will understand that it is in the will of God for you to be victorious over rejection. Our prayer is that you will trust God for this victory in times of hurt and disappointment and understand that there will be suffering just as Jesus suffered. Our prayer is that you will be strengthened through these times of rejection and that you will help to strengthen your brothers and sisters who go through the same things. God bless you and thank you for joining us today. Now let's go to Apostle Charles as he closes us out with contact information. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category and series format. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time, God bless you. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.